it's like a we're a communal like we all we're a commune <laughs> yeah and then like the disney and the subscription services are our wives and we all just share them Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're here to talk about friendship etiquette. Are we good friends? Are you a bad friend? Let's find out. But before we get started, Wanda, tell the people what you got going on. So I promised last podcast that I would ask Jordan what his ideal bachelor party would be. And he said LA. I don't remember the specifics exactly, but I don't think he had any specifics. When I asked why LA, he was like, I always have a good time in LA. So apparently we're not doing a joint bachelor party, bachelorette party, or we're both getting two. Because I refuse to let him do two trips when I only get one. What? 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 I was just going to say... Does he want to do L.A. because his best friend is there or just because, like, he just genuinely likes L.A.? Um, If you think about it, his best friend would go with him anywhere because his best friend would probably be his best man. So I also had that exact same thought and then I came to the conclusion that I just came to. So I was like, I think he just likes L.A. because it doesn't matter because his friend Mm. would just go anywhere he Mm -hmm. wanted to go. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't love LA though, so I don't know why he's like so gung ho about LA. So, and he doesn't really have anything in mind to do in LA? No, he just says he'll have like a good time in LA. Like, I'm sure there's like, you probably go to like a show or something and they probably like go out for drinks or whatever. I don't know how long he expects to be there either, which is a question I should have asked too. Like, was this like a week or like a weekend? Magic show in LA, go get drinks, dinner, and go home. <laughs> work, work that five-hour train. Trip. <laughs> I wish it was a five-hour train. Yeah, I was thinking trip, and then I thought plane, and then I said train. Yeah, I see where you, I see where you went wrong. Thing is that he got invited to go to Vegas in May, um, by his best friend, with like. So basically the hotel's like already paid for and everything. So it's just basically like, hey, like if you just want to like come down and hang out and like whatever the hotel's pay for, just pay for your flight. Oh. And I was like, god damn it. On one hand, I hope you enjoy Vegas as much as I enjoy Vegas. But on the other hand, I'm like, I wish this was me. Why weren't you invited? Boys thing. Um also like if i were to go i would have to like he would have to pay for another hotel so like the whole point that he's going now is because it's kind of like the accommodations already paid for so he kind of just like has to pay for his flight which is like much cheaper than paying for like a vegas hotel room Hmm. um and also going on monday oh so matt's just going there for fun interesting that's kind of nice though like he he was just like i'm just gonna book this hotel 
and then let's see who comes now. <laughs> I decide on the destination. <laughs> I think like he originally had like a plan with maybe like someone else, but then he was like, "Oh, like you, like Jordan, you might as well come along because, like, there's space for you, or whatever." So, yeah, hmm. yeah, but. It's like three dudes in Vegas. Like, they're going to pay full price for everything. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, that like, a little part of me is like, ah, that makes me a little bit happy. But also, it's like, you won't get, like, the reason that I love Vegas so much is because, like, females are better there. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas really was, like, thwart the patriarchy. I feel like all those Vegas practices are still kind of, like, attracting men. Like, they're still, like, even though it's, like, thwarting the patriarchy, it's still, like, catering to the patriarchy. Like, things like letting in girls for free, it's still, like, oh, it's to get the attention of guys. Guys will come and buy drinks for these girls. Or, like, giving girls a discount, guys will want to come, too. I'm now mad and sad that you have made me think about the other side of this coin. <laughs> sorry no, i mean no. like in the meantime we can enjoy it but like it's can still we though? <laughs> well i still like free things so like, i don't get free things on a daily here <laughs> yeah but like at what cost like you being sent in to be objectified by the male gaze <laughs> it's like fish bait <laughs> Yeah, you're, oh my god, you're essentially fish bait. Like, yeah. A little bit. I'm unhappy. The guys were definitely more, like, sleazy in Vegas. Like, I think, like, almost every night we went out, like, guys would, we would have, like, a weird interaction with a guy. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, like, they're not from vegas they're usually from like outside of vegas so these guys exist yeah i think it's just the environment is sleazy so they're like <laughs> gonna bring out all my sleaziness <laughs> my internal yeah, f-boy I think, yeah i think there's definitely like something about vegas that inspires like more boldness i guess in people so they're more willing to maybe like talk to someone or like hit on someone that they wouldn't in wherever they're from normally yeah anyways what's your update this week um well because we're filming this so close to our other episode i'm kind of getting better from my last episode i was talking in much detail about my food poisoning um, I'm convinced that it's not worms or E. coli, though, because I'm pretty much, like, stomach cramps, everything is gone. Sometimes I still get a stomach ache here and there. But other than that, we're, we're doing good. We're recovering. No sight of a worm. For now. I told that to my mom, and she was like, how do you know it's not worms? And I was like, okay, well, then the worms must be really quiet today. It's giving me some peace. I see where you're um, exas like thinking that you have worms or E. coli like comes from <laughs> like seeing the response from your mother. I can really see where the generational like trauma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never rule anything out. Yeah, I 
didn't think you had E. coli. Um, but I did tell you to go see a doctor if you thought you had E. coli. Um, you were also the person who told me that I might have COVID multiple times, even though I kept <laughs> on telling you that I was negative when I was sick. And then you made me want a COVID test like two more times, which were both unnecessary because I was all negative. Hey, I feel like that's just my default thing. If someone says they're sick, I'm like, are you sure it's not COVID? We don't know. Which I responded with, yes, I do know because I uh, had a negative test. And you're like, oh, maybe like it's just like not showing up yet or something. And I was like, I was pretty maybe. deep in my symptoms, but okay. <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah. You never know. Um, anyways, that's it for my, <laughs> my update. Who's your beef or crush of the week? I have like so many things that I could like potentially talk about here that like I'm trying to like figure out which one I want to like talk about and I feel like maybe we'll just boil it down to I need a win you know like I guess it's it's not really a beef it's kind of a beef I guess like I feel like it just like life has bogged me down recently and it'd be nice to have like a win to like cheer me back up to make me feel like I'm on the right path of something that's not really a much of a beef but like i feel like i'm just getting more like i don't know like things happen and i'm like Ugh, like why did that happen you could this could have been prevented kind of thing um to give an example i am currently working on a qualifying exam proposal which is like this write-up and i was given the instruction that the maximum was 50 pages i was just told that after I submitted my like original like the one that I like my qualifying exam proposal that I had sent to my supervisors for feedback that I should actually be close to the 50 pages like apparently a maximum also means a minimum so I had like I asked these questions ahead of time I like I was like is there anything I should include? All these things. And they were like, no, looks good with the things that I'd originally talked about. And now they're coming back and being like, maybe you can add this and this and this. And I'm like, where were you <laughs> two months ago when I was starting this process? When I had asked specifically, is this enough? Or is there anything else I should add? Which, like, it is on me for like not for I guess making assumptions and not necessarily like being clear I guess with like what the expectations were and instead like relying on my own assumptions to think that they were correct and really the onus is on me and I should take responsibility for it but also I had asked, so I expected these questions to be answered I'm very sorry that that happened to you um, this whole PhD nonsense is is truly becoming nonsense. <laughs> um, yeah, that that does suck. I thought you were just getting like caught up in the day to day things, but no, this is truly a pain. Yeah. So my thing is only sixteen pages. So now I have to double it and pass it on to the next person. <laughs> Do you ever regret like doing a PhD? and working at the same time sometimes like 
I feel like last night I felt like I was like more stressed about it because I was like, oh, frick, like now I have to add like 16 or like 20 more pages to the thing that I was writing. And this in like took me like long enough already. But then I woke up this morning and I was like, no, it's fine. Like it's still doable and everything. Like I spend, it's weird because like I have like very, it's unfortunate and I feel like all things happen like this, but everything always like crams up against like at the same time where, you know, at a restaurant you're working and then all the phone calls come in at once. But then like five minutes ago, like there was no one there. It was like peace and quiet. It's exactly like that. I feel like it somehow always lines up such that when I'm busy at work, I'm also busy doing my PhD. Like something about my PhD comes up. So I feel like more stressed because I'm like, oh, there's two things going on at the same time but then like I think about like how much actual free time I have at the end of the day that I don't really utilize and I could be utilizing better and I'm like hmm I think I have the time for it so I don't like I'm just wasting time stressing so I guess the question is yes sometimes or I guess the answer to the question is yes sometimes it feels hard and there are days where it is hard but then I don't also regret it because I think I would be very bored otherwise and I feel like that is worse for me because I've become the type of person that lets the stress of something drive my desire to move something forward so if there's like no deadline coming up I'm like hmm. I think I'm very similar too but also, um, I'm not doing my PhD, and I feel also quite um, entertained and busy. And sometimes the downtimes is the downtime is fun. But yeah, I'm trying to be mindful of what's on your plate too, because you do this, yeah. you do work, you do the podcast, or sorry, not the podcast, <laughs> PhD. You go to the gym very religiously, I would say. So it's a lot. I you are my role model for sure. I mean, I do do the podcast. This does take time. Yes, that too. I already said that. You do this. <laughs> so, yeah. I wasn't a... sure what this was referring to. This. You talk case. to me. <laughs> um, yeah. I just think it's a lot for anyone. Anyways, what is your beef or crush of the week? Okay, so I have a beef, but it's just something that's very, like, that happened on TikTok. Um so it's this guy going around so it's this photographer actually um videographer whatever it is he started by opening it up and i was like i knew the wedding vows were going to be a mess when i first interviewed the groom and i asked him what he was looking forward to most about his wedding and it was like a guy he was a kind of beefy looking like had a beard um he seemed like a normal guy and then he opened his mouth and he said looking forward to all the sex we're gonna have hope we have more and then the videographer is like okay and then he's like now let's see the wedding vows and then um it's the groom again he's he's like saying the vows in front of like friends family his wife his mom is the officiant um the wife has like this purple reddish hair and his vows start off with like there are only two ways to keep me happy like my stomach full and my balls empty and then he goes into like super graphic ways of like their sex life and was like, I love it when like my favorite time starts when the girls go to bed. So they have two kids, two little girls sitting in the front row 
while he's talking about emptying his balls into their mother and talks about like tying her up and like just like always having sex he's like yeah i you're like my dream woman like i love you until i meet margot robbie or like i'm waiting for the day i meet margot robbie or something like that and then he's like now i leave the choice up to you for tonight if you would rather uh be a toaster strudel or a twinkie and at first i was like what the hell does that mean and then i thought more about it and i was like oh i see now i don't want to explain it so if you get it great (laughs) but yeah that was just like i don't think it was like too long but his mom was like michael michael like you're i know like we don't live together anymore but you're grounded like what (laughs) and like the wife is just like she looks kind of embarrassed like she's like laughing it off kind of thing like she's going along with it and like the tiktok like i guess like my algorithm like all the women are like obviously very furious they're like He's not even talking about their relationship. He's just talking about how he's just treating her like a cum dumpster and like just going home, having sex with her, cooking. That's her only purpose in life for him. Yeah. Pretty gross. Ew. Did they end up divorcing? It's pretty recent, their wedding. (laughs) So most likely not. Ew. Like, imagine being a guest at that wedding and hearing those vows and being like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would be so embarrassed. And I have secondhand embarrassment. I wasn't even there. <laughs> I'll send you the video later. Yeah. But yeah, it was. I don't know if I want to see it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I definitely left some parts out, but, um, that was, like, the whole gist of it. And I was watching it with Nick, too, and I was like, if you ever say remotely anything sexual in your wedding vows, we are not getting married. I'll save you the divorce papers. We just won't finish the vows. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. My thing was, like, if you don't cry when you, when I walk down the aisle, I am walking right back out of there. So... Like, the bar is low for uh, not saying anything overtly sexual. Yeah. I did say that to Nick, too. Like, you have to cry. And if you don't, then, like, we're doing this all over again. And he was like, I feel like it's too much pressure. Like, what if I don't cry? Like, I don't really cry that easily. And I was like, too late. You gotta fake it. Don't tell me if it's fake or not. Yeah. So... There are so many, like, times where, like, I've cried, but, like, Jordan has not in, like, a movie, which I have felt, like, has been, like, a really strong, like, emotional, like, time in a movie. And the one time that Jordan has cried during a movie was Avengers Endgame. When the part that Tony Stark dies and he's like, oh, I love you 3000 or something. And that is the part. That is the part where he what (laughs) yeah out of all the movies all the movies that i've ever told you about that like we watched that is the one time that he has actually cried that's kind of funny actually um not like haha sweet but like haha what (laughs) (laughs) yeah literally me sitting there crying for 30 minutes at everything everywhere all at once and he's just like yeah like that was sad 
I if like if I'm not like a Tony Stark level like I love you three thousand walking down the aisle, uh, then I don't then I clearly don't mean anything. <laughs> That's so funny. That's the bar. Mm-hmm. Did you sacrifice yourself for an entire planet? Then if not, then sorry, he won't cry for you. <laughs> oh, if that's why he cried. I think he cried because he was like, oh, like, I know him so well. I understand, like, I don't think it's because he sacrificed himself. Oh. Just like yeah. how sweet it was? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's just like watching the development of Tony Stark. Hmm. So it was like the final arc, maybe. I don't know. I I forget. I've asked this question a few times. Anyways, I hope that wife, that TikTok wife finds better because this ain't it. Poor kids. Yeah, daughters too. Yeah. This man has daughters and he still like talks to his wife like that. Not that like you need daughters to like talk proper, but like, especially when you have like very young girls, like you want to see your daughters treated like this on their wedding day. Yeah, just like setting an example. Um, I see a future of daddy issues. Yikes! <laughs> and maybe. Ugh. You know how, like, some men, like, overly sexualize their daughters? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's in the future, too. Looking at you, Trump. Ew, yeah, that. Yeah, I can see Trump saying that in his wedding vows. You just know that guy supports Trump. Um, thank you for sharing that beautiful, beautiful beef with me. I'm so glad I was able to be a part of that. <laughs> Misery loves company. If I had to listen to it, you have to too. Thank you. Moving on to our topic, friendship etiquette. Um, we're going to talk about what the different things we would do given a situation. So for an example, what would you do if someone paid for a streaming service and they shared it with you? And they didn't really ask for anything in return. What do you do? Just say thanks. Like offer to pay for something else. Give them something. I feel like this is an at me. Because I recently cancelled my Netflix. But I still no. use your Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I was, that's so funny. I was actually thinking about like our friend Justin. But yeah. It's not oh. at you. That's funny. Okay um see that's a weird one because i went like so we share our i mean we do not share this this is all a hypothetical situation but like potentially if we were to share amazon prime account with someone and i went for years potentially never paying for it but i said thanks um but then i also just sent him twenty dollars the other day for using his amazon prime account for multiple multiple years but also a lot of people also share the account so like i'm in like two schools of thought where it's like if you share it with everyone unless you start charging like everyone then should you pay them back kind of thing it's a hard thing okay 
so it's like is the onus on them to be like hey like this is how much you owe like please pay it to me or is the onus on me to make that like first move i don't we're not really that close with this hypothetical situation so it's like it's like harder to like gauge the situation where i've actually thought about the situation in particular with maggie and the fact that she has disney plus and i use it sometimes and i've been through like well she shares it with other people too and it's like does she ask those ask those people to pay but then also i'm like am i freeloading off of her by like using her disney plus and not like paying i i've had this thought many a times before Hmm. I was going to ask you, like, would it change if it was me? But now I, I understand. So my reasoning is, like, with person A, like, we're not super close. So I almost feel like I have to do something, like, to reciprocate, to be like, I'm not taking advantage of you, I swear. But if it's, like, a close friend, I'm almost like, eh, like, you know who I am. A cheapskate. Exactly. A freeloader at heart. You should already know that. <laughs> yeah. It, it's so hard because it's like sometimes I'm like, yeah, like they like it should like they should understand, right? And another example, Maggie drives around a lot, like and drives like me around a lot. And it's like, okay, like how do I repay that to her? Because it is like I don't know. These are the things that I think about. Well, if it helps, I don't really drive you anymore. Yeah, but you used to. Yeah, but I never saw it like a, you need to pay me back kind of thing. It's like a, hey, we're also going here. Why not? Like, we're, we have plans to go to this place. For those plans to be a plan, you have to get there. I might as well go get you. <laughs> That's very nice. I feel like we should have had this conversation many years ago set the tone be like hey before we become friends how do you expect to be paid <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean like it's kind of like when you start off a relationship and you're like do you want kids right it's the same vibe. <laughs> because i drove you around everywhere give me a kid <laughs> yeah you're actually welcome to my first child until like they're 18 years old okay calm down rapunzel <laughs> um yeah no i feel like um, like, I understand where you're coming from, and I feel like, you know, like, a nice gesture once in a while is okay, but, like, also completely optional, because I feel like when you're friends for so long, like, you don't really see it as, like, a pay me back for driving you to this place that I was also going. Like, I just feel like if I agreed to pick you up, like, I already, like, I'm not taking a sacrifice, but I've already, like, accepted whatever small fee that was for gas or time or whatever it is yeah but i also think it's like doing something nice in return or like paying for something like a small like oh i'll just get this for you or whatever is like nice because on one hand it like reinforces the behavior where it's like oh like they're so lovely they like do things for me and they like recognize the gesture like the sacrifices as you said that like I've made to do this nice thing for them. But on the other hand, it's like, actually, there is no underhand. There, is, there, It's not in a manipulative way. Like, yes, please keep doing this. So I'm going to keep giving you 
trinkets but it's like you don't want to take advantage of them right like if you always drive me around and like all i say is like thank you but i never really make any kind of like gesture to not like reward the behavior but like reward the behavior like to pay you back in a way Mm -hmm. like then it feels very one-sided hmm i will say though like when someone does like too many nice things for me then i feel like i'm almost indebted to them which i know is like weird like for example like our friend sally like she always gives us like christmas presents or like she'll be so thoughtful like on birthdays and stuff not that like she does anything big for birthdays but it's just like remembering like going out of the way to like get me a cake or something like that then i'm like Mm -hmm. oh so sweet and i almost feel like because i don't do that like i don't always get her a christmas present i don't i'm not always there for her birthday like i feel like i owe her so much and i know like friendship shouldn't be construed as like owing and and giving and that kind of thing but like a little bit maybe it's just like how we were brought up we were just like don't owe people stuff Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's it's very embedded in asian culture yeah it's like your mom with a christmas gift in jordan (laughs) Yeah, we're never going to return to that. (laughs) Yeah, it's like my mom, like I told you about that story where my mom went out with her best friend for like dinner or lunch or something. And it was like I was there and like my cousin was there, I think. And she like literally like clawed the credit card out of her best friend's hand. Like they were actively like rustling and tussling in this restaurant. Oh, my God. That's so much yeah exactly so it's like if that's what who raised me kind of thing it's like i see where it comes from so i like i feel the same way though like every time i feel like like i'm like sally's so sweet sally like does all of these things and i'm like i feel so indebted to her because i never like i don't know what to get her in return and like she's always like oh don't worry it's just like a small thing or whatever but it's like it's still a small thing that you thought about me and you made like you went out and like purchased these things even if it was just like a bag or like something it's just like they're small but they're still like very meaningful mm-hmm. and so like i can i don't know how to gift give in that way so i'm like i don't know how to return this so i forever feel like i'm indebted to her not saying like she should stop because like i think it's very sweet and stuff and if she enjoys doing it then i think she should continue but i do have that feeling of like how do I ever repay her for this kindness? Yeah. I yeah. think that's also an important thing, too, for friendships. Find out each other's love languages. <clears throat> Your love language is acts of service, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I feel like I don't... I was going to say, I feel like I don't service you enough, but that's weird. That's mm, a weird yeah. sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel... Uh, yeah, at what point is it, like, am I just doing things because... I feel like I'm indebted to you versus just doing things because we're friends, you know? Like mm-hmm. there's like a weird line. That's why I'm like, mm-hmm. don't don't overthink it. Like even though I pay for the Disney, like to me, I don't care because so many people use it. Mm. Like it doesn't make sense for me to go back to these people and be like, pay for this. And then they'll be like, but you use this of mine. And I'm like, ah, you're right. <laughs> yeah that that's a it's like the whole like it's like a we're a communal like 
we all Disney, we're a commune <laughs> yeah and then like the disney and the subscription services are our wives and we all just share them oh. sister yeah wives. but i feel like <laughs> yeah but then we also have that like other situation where it's like crave where like i was like oh should we get it and then we all kind of just like split the cost of it which is like almost better in a way i think that was like the optimal one because like Crave is the most expensive one out of all of them. It's not? Which one is? Oh, Netflix. <laughs> oh, it's well, because okay. I, yeah, now it is. <laughs> the highest tier Netflix yeah. is, like, the most expensive mm -hmm. one. And plus, Crave was running a deal for a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, it worked out. But it, that only worked out because, like, during the process, we were like, oh, should we, like get it all together kind of thing should we share with all these people so but if you weren't there in the beginning then it kind of is like you can't like retroactively share it like i feel like it's weird in that way it's where it's like i'm already paying for this service do you want to come in and pay for it too gave you cookie got you cookie <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and I feel like that conversation was very much like you initiated it where it's like, oh, I was like, oh, look at this cool offer. And you're like, oh, do you want to split it or something? So it's like I would have felt weird if I was the one who like saw the deal and then was like, hey, do you want to split Crave? Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I guess that's so. like another thing, too. Like it's weird, like making your friends pay almost. Mm hmm. Like, if they have debt with you, it's almost like you want them to bring it up. But, like, it shouldn't yes. be like that. Yeah. I, this is, like, going back to, like, my beef. It's, like, if you have debt with someone, I think the onus is on you to rectify that. Like, it shouldn't be their responsibility ever to get to a point where they're, like, chasing so, you down. Exactly. I mean, like, obviously, like, if you're, like, usually, like, really good at paying people back, and then, like, the one instance where you might have just, like, forgotten, I think it's, like, it's fine, because I'm saying this because I forgot to pay Sally back for, like, three months because I didn't look at Splitwise, and I didn't look at, like, I didn't get any notifications for it, and then I only saw it because there was something else being Splitwise, and I was like, fuck. Mm. Yeah, I feel like... That only works, though, because we have such, like, a solid group of financially stable friends. Yes. Like, imagine if one of us was, like, not the type of person to pay you back. I'm trying to think if I ever had that kind of person. There definitely are, like, people in my life where, you know, where, where like, we go out to dinner or something, and I'll be like, oh, I'll just get dinner this time. It's on me. And then next time, you mm -hmm. kind of, like, expect them to get dinner. But then they never do. How many times will you give someone, like, the chance to offer to pay before you're like, hey, we're just either going to split from now on or we're not going to become friends? I feel like immediately, like, after the first time. Well, I almost want to say immediately after the first time. Like, with people I'm not that, like, super close with, if they didn't offer to pay, like, right away, then I'd be like, okay, we'll just split it. Like, now I know kind of yeah. how we stand on stuff. Um, but if it's, like, a good friend, I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, maybe they'll remember for next time. And then how many times is, like, a close friend are you willing to pay before you're like, okay, we're just going to split now? 
I think I would pay like if I already like paid last time I think maybe I do like one more time where I pay mm-hmm. and then after that I'll be like hey if I get it I'll just add it to split wise so I guess they get one more chance and then after that I'm like no sorry you didn't pay me back <laughs> one extra one <laughs> I don't think I like keep track of it but I think it's like mm, no I think I kind of do it's, it's hard to mm-hmm. not keep track of but yeah I think I keep tabs on it where I'm like, oh, I got it, like, this many times, and you haven't gotten it. Like, I do have this one friend, like, we're really good friends, and, like, I think I tend to pay for more things, but, like, I don't expect her to pay for all of it back. Why? You know what I mean? I don't know, like, just because I feel like we we do so much for each other, like, in ways that are not, like, money, that I'm like, eh, it's okay, like, I know, like, you you don't mean it. Like, you genuinely just, like, forgot. Yeah. And, like, she doesn't have, like, the best financial situation, I guess. So I'm like, eh. Like, it's okay. I feel like I'm very different from you in that way where it's, like... Because I had this thought recently where I was, like, oh, should I pay more for someone who I feel, like, isn't in as good of a financial situation? Um... But it's, like, if you do equal amounts of stuff for each other, to me, it's, like, well, then we should do equal amounts in, like, in terms of, like, monetary payment, I guess. Hmm. That's not fair, though, because it's, like, if it was a relationship, like, not, like, a friendship relationship, but, like, a relationship relationship, the person who does make less ends up paying less. No, okay, you're right. I have thought it through. I agree with you. (laughs) Right? See, like, if you happen to pay a little bit more than Jordan, like, would you hold him to it? Not that, if like, I were... my friend is, like, my my partner, but, like, in a way, oh. they're kind of, like, my partner. Yeah, they're, like, you are in a relationship with them. That relationship just happens to be a friendship and not one where you're dating them. So. Yeah. yeah. I No, I'm, I'm with you on that. So, I guess, like, going back to the whole thing, what is the etiquette for paying, in I your think... opinion? Okay, if you guys are, like, super close, then, like, eh, like, you'll figure it out. I think in general, the general rule of thumb is try to split 50-50. Go Dutch, mm-hmm. as you say. As not, I say? Not as you say. <laughs> you. <laughs> the general <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think, like, splitting it is always, like, the easiest no, no muss, no fuss kind of thing. How about you? Yeah. No, like, I agree. And I think there's, like, different ways of splitting things. Like, splitting things could be, like, oh, you go 50-50, or splitting things could be, like, I pay for this one, and then you pay for that one. Mm -hmm. And that brings me to a very funny situation that I don't think I've talked about in the past, where Jordan's best friend is very much, like, I will pay for this time, you can get the next time. Or you can get, like, anything else, and then it's, like, it's fair in that way. So Maggie is more of a pay 50 50 i guess when you're not that close to someone so cue when maggie and jordan's best friend matt meet and matt pays for something like he just pays for the dinner or whatever and maggie will not stop insisting that she must pay him back for like multiple like minutes and I think in the end, you ended up, like, e-transferring him anyways 
No? Okay. I'm trying to remember what it did, but like when we left it, I was like, okay, we're settled. Finally, I can rest. <laughs> exactly. Something happened, but I don't know exactly what happened. Remember, like yeah. what, like, cause you somehow got him back where I was just like, oh, cool. Like, usually I am like the type to be like, oh yeah, we'll just like 50, 50. It will like just split it and stuff. And like, that's the way I go. But with him specifically, I know that he just like, he'll say like i'll pay for this and then like we will set it up settle up some other way so like i wasn't too concerned about it but then i guess like it was something that was like newer i guess for maggie so then she really had like a whole crisis of how do i pay this back and i thought that was like super interesting just like seeing the different i guess different etiquettes of different types of friendships yeah matt definitely thinks i'm messed up but, okay, if I can <laughs> defend from my point of view, it's because Matt was letting us stay over at his place for, I think, like, a night or something like that. But he, like, let us stay over, and then he, like, picked us up, too, to go to this restaurant. And, like, like this is, like, my first time meeting him. Like, he let me stay over. I didn't get him anything. All I said was, like, a thank you. Like, I felt like I should give him something or do a nice gesture for him. Like, pay for his meal. But then instead, he insisted to pay for our meal. And I'm like, oh my god, he let us stay over and then he paid for our meal. Like, it all keeps adding up. Is he trying to flex his wealth on me? And then that's when I, like, kind of spiraled. And I was like, oh my god, I have to do something nice in return. My mom will kill me if she ever, like, if she ever even slightly knew this story. Like, I just felt like I just had to do something nice in return. But it didn't even come across that Matt is just like genuinely like such a nice person. And he's like, don't even worry about it. Money ain't a thing for me. <laughs> and it's very interesting. Like, I don't want people to ever think like I'm taking advantage of them. But like, mm -hmm. he's, yeah, he's very like generous. And that's what I appreciate. Like, there are a lot of people in my life, I think, who like really flaunt their money, but they're never generous with it. Like, they're quite cheap when it comes to I don't want to say like they have to split the bill, but I'm like, if you're going to talk about how much money you have, like, and you know that I'm not like equal with you, like, you're going to do something nice or like what? Yeah, I think it's like, that's kind of interesting because when Matt went out with his girlfriend and like these two other people, uh, one of which was staying over at Matt's place and he sold a company and ended up like i guess investing it all in like tesla stock like back in the day and so he is like a multi-millionaire this person um and also staying over at matt's so then the bill gets like put on the table and no one reaches for it and like the expectation is that that person the one who's the richest of them all who is also staying over at matt's would pay for it but he never reached for the bill. And apparently it got so awkward where the bill was just sitting there for like over 15 minutes where Matt's girlfriend, who is like an actress and she's like not like super like rich, is the one that ends up reaching for the bill and offering to pay for it. And Matt was like, what? Like, why would you do that? And she's like, it was so awkward. I could not like stand it anymore. Oh my God. Wow. Are they still friends? Like what became of their friendship? I think they're still friends. It was just a very, like, weird situation all around. And I think it was just, like, a learning experience where it was, like, oh, so, like, that's how you are with your money. Yeah. I know, like, people online, they're, like, if your friend, like, even refuses to pay on, like, a $500 thing, it's, like, a small lesson to learn that this person is not your real friend or something like that. 
And I'm like, $500 is a lot of money, but okay, I see. (laughs) Yeah, but in the scheme of things, like, you could invest, like, way more of your time into someone just to, like, find out that they're, like, this type of person or something, right? So it's, like, in the scheme of things, $500 is not that much money. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot of our friendship etiquette was around money. Now you truly see why money is, like, the main cause of, like, divorce and couples. (laughs) I mean, yeah, friendship is still in a relationship in the end. Yeah. Is there other, I guess, scenarios that you wanted to go through? Oh, okay. Friendship etiquette, being invited somewhere. Like, for an example, say your two friends <laughs> invited you. All right, your two friends you see are hanging out on social media and you're like, hey, I'm nearby too. Or like, why wasn't I invited? Wait, I guess, like, the question is, what is the etiquette there? Like, you are you want to do something with your friend. You didn't even think about inviting the other friends. Like, you invite them. You don't invite them. What's the move here? So, I think um, when I am the person doing the inviting, what ends up usually happening is I invite you and then you invite everyone else. And I am fully okay with that because I expect you to do that. It just kind of saves me the step of like me individually asking every single person. But now it's kind of like streamlined because we have a group chat and I could just throw it into the group chat and be like, hey, like anyone want to do this, for example. And that's, I think, much easier than trying to invite each individual person. Um, Less personal, but it's it's a hangout. It's not like you're cordially invited to my wedding or something. Um, But... On the other side of that, I am. I feel like because I say no to a lot of plans, I often get left out of plans. And it's shitty. Like, even if... I think there's a line, but even if I keep saying no to things, I would like to still be invited to some things. Like, okay. even as like a, hey, I knew you weren't going to attend... But, like, you do this to me. Like, where you're like, hey, like, you're probably not going to want to do this because it's, like, going to an escape room or something. And But you're like, do you want to do this escape room on this day? And I like the opportunity to be able to say no rather than you make that decision for me because then it feels like almost an excuse in a way where it's like, oh, I didn't really think that you'd like this anyway, so I kind of took that decision-making power, that agency away from you. Yeah. I feel like I have definitely done it before where I was like, oh, Wanda's not going to want to go. Just don't bother. I feel like I've, I'm for sure have done that before, but that's good to know. I mean, I think I'm the same way too. Like, even if I say no, like, don't, don't hold, don't keep that away from me. But also I don't like the last minute invite when people are like hanging out and then I'm like, oh, where are you guys? And they're like, oh, we're here. Like, you should come. And I'm like, no. Like you, I was an afterthought. You that has happened like quite a few times, actually. And I know it's always like one particular person who tends to do that. That I'm like, eh, no, I'm just gonna say like no to all your plans out of pettiness. That's funny <laughs> because when you're like, oh, where are you guys? They're like, oh, you should come. But when I'm like, hey, like TFI, they're like, no response. <laughs> Maybe, I think, like, when people say TFI, just assume they're joking. Yeah, but sometimes it's, like, you know, it's, it's like, the easy response. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Like, sometimes it's a real TFI, but you don't want to say, like, where's my invite? Yeah. Kind of thing, you know? So you yeah. kind of just play it off as, like, mm-hmm. the, oh, like, thanks for the invite, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, in their defense, it's tricky for me because I'm usually busy Fridays and Saturdays. But if it's, like, a yeah. big event or something or, like, a something that I deem worth it to miss work for, then I'll be like, yeah, I'll, I'll come. But, like, I really select. So if it's something like, oh, we're going to watch movies at someone's house, I'm like, yeah, that's okay. It's not worth it for me to skip work. But if it's like, yeah. we're going to go to this cool restaurant three hours away, I'm like, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, oh, at an event. Um, do you feel like, like, let's say you're a part of a larger friend group, and, like, do you feel like it's okay for, like, sections of that friend group to hang out, like, without other people? I think so, yeah. I see no problems with that. I think, though, maybe at first I'll be like, oh, hey, what about me? But I think, like, I'm sure, like, even in a large friend group, like, you can kind of see the different dynamics, like, who they, like, kind of gravitate towards. So it, like, Mm -hmm. kind of makes sense in a way. Like, not, like, 12 people can all hang out together at the same time all the time. Yeah. That's true. I wish it was easier to maintain like a larger group of friends i would be so stressed yeah that is, that is fair because it's like there's so many conversations to keep going logistically yeah yeah i don't like i'm never the one to plan like big parties or trips or anything like that so i'm like Ooh, no don't so maybe that's why I don't have a bigger group of friends, or I don't, like, maintain a bigger group of friends. I think that's why a lot of people don't, like, I think it just comes down to, like, we talked about the whole money thing, and, like, we're so lucky that we have, like, reliable friends. If you turn that into a bigger group, who's to say that all 12 people will be reliable? Another thing is, like, how do you know, like, all these restaurants or places will accept a reservation for, like, that many people? And then you're going to include the mandatory tip yeah that's the that's the worst thing in the world where it's like oh six or more people there's a mandatory tip yeah and it's like mm. yeah um that brings me to like a side story where last time we went out with a big group of people to celebrate like a bunch of birthdays where there was like this one person who like i because i paid the entire bill and it was like me jordan prabby and this other person and for like a month i was like I have no way of contacting this person and it wasn't like a lot of money it was like 30 something dollars that they probably owed like as part of the bill and like I was like what do I do here (laughs) and I just kept on thinking about it and then finally how I did it was I messaged Maggie to message this person to be like hey you owe one this amount of money and then I think the person was like oh I've been trying to figure out like how do I pay her kind of thing so yeah that stresses me out too Because I think, like, I remember when that happened, like, we decided to do table by table. And I'm, Mm -hmm. like, kind of glad we did that. And I'm, like, okay, we can exchange contact details easier. Because as a group, I'm, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, if you were to pay, I don't know how you would get, like, next friend's contact details. That kind of thing. Yeah. So I was, like, okay, table by table works. Maybe everyone will, like, openly talk about their e-transfers. I guess your table didn't want to. (laughs) Did you guys openly talk about your e-transfers? Mm-hmm. I said, oh, hey, we... like to Aunt, to Nick's friend Andy, I was like, hey, I'll message you on Instagram my email address and how much you owe me after this. And he said, okay. 
the thought popped through like it, it like kind of lingered in my brain a little bit when I like got the bill and I was and I paid for it but then I was like oh and then I just never asked and then it again it took me a month to finally think of like a solution for this but like it was chill like it was all fine in the end because he was like oh I was actually trying to look for a way to pay Wanda back <laughs> I like that none of you thought to message, like, myself or Sally. Okay, sometimes we're <laughs> not the <this> smart. <laughs> You're like a pigeon courier? <laughs> message in a bottle? LinkedIn? <laughs> do you think that, like, how do you feel if you're constantly not invited to things? Then I assume we're not friends anymore. <laughs> How many, like, how many times will it take for you to be like, hey, you know what? Maybe I should just, like, cut this person out and, like, not consider them for my future plans. I never think about cutting people out. I'm just like, well, I don't like this feeling of being, like, kind of left behind. I'm just going to make my own plans with, I don't know, other people. Mm -hmm. I don't like wallowing in, like, negative thoughts or, like, oh, boohoo me. Like, I can easily change that around yeah that's fair i think i've like to do more of the things that i want to do and like i've kind of just been the one to initiate plans rather than the ones to be like to wait to be invited to stuff now because it's like some things i just really don't want to do and but like i still want to hang out with like the people that like my friends so sometimes it's like you got to take one for the team but then other times it's like oh no i want to do this thing specifically so let's see if anyone else wants to do these things with me yeah i'm trying new things it's a good um give or take i think that's like yeah. what's nice about having a partner too like a good pro because it's like if you want to do something they'll like go a lot with you for sure like you have a for sure plus one with you at least yeah, that's what Prabhupada was saying, where it's like, it's nice that you, like, that I have Jordan, because like, if I were to go to Japan, it's fine, because it's like, oh, there's someone that I can always, like, just be with, rather than, like, just being, like, in exploring Japan alone, which I think is a little bit more intimidating. So I was like, yeah, I agree with that. I thought Prabhupada meant it's nice that he has Jordan. And I was oh. like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> no. Unfortunately, that was not what he meant, but that would have been funny. Yeah, I think, yeah, I said something similar to where, like, I would be more okay leaving you alone. Like, if you didn't want to do something, you'd be like, I'm going to go do this. Like, I think if it was me and you, I'd be like, oh, okay, like, I'll go do your thing with you, too, because I don't want us to be separated. But because, yeah. like, Jordan's there with you, I'm like, eh, it's okay. Not because he's a man, but because you have a partner there with you. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I feel the same way where it's like if it was just like us two on a vacation, which is like I think another etiquette. It's like what is vacation etiquette with friends? And I think like if it was just like the two of you or like the three of you and you're all like female, you might like want to just do stuff together where you like more so stick together. So like sometimes you just take one for the team because it's like in other cases they might be taking one for the team for you as well. It's just e it's safer and easier to stay together. But if it's, like, a trip where you go on with, like, your partner, then it becomes, like, oh, it's okay to, like, do separate things because 
they have someone else that they can like do things with you're not leaving them alone necessarily Mm. so like gabby is kind of like going to be with you for like the majority of the trip and stuff like how are you kind of like navigating or like how do you plan on navigating that situation yeah i kind of talked about it separately with gabby and nick because we all haven't been in the same room together like i i told gabby like first i was like i want you to be there for like everything except for like the sleeping arrangements of course it sucks that you'll have to get your own room and then i can't room with you but like i want to be with nick um but i was I told her, like, there's nothing that me and Nick would do that I, I think me and you would do differently. So let's just, like, plan out what we want to do. And if there's something different, like, I'm sure, like, a cat cafe, for an example, was what Gabby wanted to do. And I was like, I don't particularly want to go in there because I don't think I'm going to bring my allergy pills. Like, you can go in. Like, me and Nick will be, like, somewhere in the area. Like, we'll look up stuff to do. And we'll be, like, right next door. Um, so that's an example. And then for Nick, too, I asked him, like, hey... Like, is there anything that, like, you wanted to do with just me and you? And he was like, no. Like, everything that <laughs> we do, like, I don't see why Gabby can't, like, come along. Like, it's like a fun group thing. Yeah. Also, like, kudos to you for, like, I guess getting everyone's perspective, like, by themselves rather than, like, asking both of them in, like, a group being like, oh, so, like, what do you want to do without, like the other person or something you know like you just made it like a really welcoming situation Mm, I think it was just like Nick doesn't want to be part of planning and me and Gabby meet up to plan so it just worked Mm. out that way (laughs) not that I like purposely asked them separately it's just it just worked out like that oh well I mean it worked out (laughs) for the better yeah it I don't think like I personally don't think I would put myself in the situation that Gabby like because like I know she really wants to go to Japan and everything but I feel like there's not like a single trip in the world where I want to casually third wheel but that's just like my take it's not like a I think what she's doing is wrong or anything like that I think I just personally would not do it just because because yeah I don't like feeling like a third wheel but yeah. I feel like, yeah, I'm trying to think because I've never actually gone on a trip with another couple before. Mm-hmm. It's always I think been, it's hard. Yeah, it, it's hard to imagine. But I feel mm-hmm. like I've gone on, yeah, it's always been like a one night thing. Like I always have an exit plan by the end of the night where I'm like, oh, we just went out for a dinner, like just the three of us. And, and everything's been fine. I go home afterwards mm-hmm. and do whatever I want. So, yeah, it varies. But I I am optimistic. I think it'll be fun. I think Gabby and Nick are actually very similar. So I think if anything, I'll be the one who's like, oh, man, I want to do this. Balancing everyone's feelings. And like, worst case scenario, sit your friend down and maybe best case scenario, sit your friend down and ask them, what do you feel about this? How do you think we should approach these things? Because a friendship is still a relationship and you should have open communication because what works for us isn't necessarily going to always work for every situation for every friendship that you are in so it is truly situational and friendship and friendship and no friendship friendship (laughs) anyways thanks for listening to another episode 
go like us and follow us on social media, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Go listen to us wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. And join us again next Thursday for another episode of Apologetically Me. Bye. Bye.